Bad Family, a podcast for black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hi, fam. Hey, Hey, Link. What's up? Uh, not too much. I just went to, um, my friend Jenny from college just released two artist books through small editions, mm-hmm. um, which is like a, I think it's an online press. Or maybe it's a physical press. I don't know. But anyway, it's a small press. And she released two artist books about her experience being Mormon and leaving Mormonism. Whoa. And then, yeah, it was so good. And so I just went to her virtual release party right before this. Um, but if anyone wants to buy them, it's uh, you can go to shop.smalleditions.nyc. And her books are called All I Wanted Was to Get Into Heaven. And here's to believing. Um, and her name is Jenny Ho, H U O. That's cool. I might look that up. Oh, it was so, 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 so good. But she's uh, an artist and an educator. And so was just talking about her process and about the books. And she was getting a little emotional actually when she was talking about how one of the hardest things for her about growing up Mormon. Uh, or I guess then eventually leaving Mormonism was that she felt like she was taught to believe all of these other people, you know, the church leaders, everyone else, but she was never taught to believe in herself and trust herself. Mm -hmm. And that when, you know, she lost her faith and everything else went away, it has been really, really difficult being grounded again, you know, and learning to believe in herself and trust herself and, sort of know which way to go and i felt like i really related to that yeah and that sounds like an emotional topic so it makes sense that she would um get emotional while talking about it oh yeah she's also korean american so she was talking about you know religious colonialism as well and it was fascinating yeah i know when i was like growing up in the church if um if I like said that I prayed, I didn't feel anything, then people would always say, well, you must not have prayed uh, right. You must not have prayed hard enough or like, did you really not feel anything? Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. There's not really openness to trust yourself, even when you're asking to, within Mormonism, even when you are asked to like seek and explore and like keep praying or like pray about the Book of Mormon and you'll receive the answer. The expectation is that there really is only one answer that you'll feel the Book of Mormon is truly like another testament of Jesus Christ and, you know, the most correct book of all books ever written. And if you don't feel that, then the assumption is try again. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't get the right answer or you need to keep seeking or your heart is not in the right place. Lindsay, welcome. I was just telling Lincoln about this virtual book launch I went to for my friend Jenny with small editions and how she released these two artist books about her experience being Mormon and leaving Mormonism. And it was just one of the most powerful and interesting and sort of creative and moving um, reflections that I've ever seen related to religion and the processing of religion and moving past or sort of evolving religious experience. Cool. Is that that book that you gave us for Christmas two years ago? No, that's uh, my friend Lisa Hadley. Lisa Van Orman Hadley, who um, wrote the book Irreversible Things, which I'll also plug here on Bad Family. If you don't have a copy of that book, please pick it up. That is a collection of short stories about Lisa's family. It sort of bridges the line between fiction and nonfiction. Um, with her family stories about that and stories about growing up Mormon. And I feel like um, in a very similar way, it really hits. Like there's so much relatable about that book, about what it feels like, not just to be Mormon, but to be like a naive, caring, loving person, not fitting in the world. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So... That is what I was thinking about. What about you guys? How's your Sunday going? Oh, it's okay. I told you we ordered food and it was supposed to get here in like 15 minutes. <laughs> and then the guy just called before. That's why I was a few minutes late. 
opening the link because he called and was like, actually, I just got to the restaurant and the manager said they didn't take your order. So you have to call the restaurant and figure that out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did you get it resolved? You must be starving. Um, yes. I mean, <laughs> Mita's like slumped over with her phone. Trying to figure it out that sucks like defeated because that means it'll be like another hour if they didn't get your order and haven't even started (laughs) yeah we're hungry (laughs) we haven't eaten anything yeah do we I don't know I guess we have to order from somewhere else because they really let us down I won't name names I won't name the restaurant And it's fine if you do. <laughs> Did you order through like a food ordering app or you called directly to the restaurant? No, through uh, DoorDash, I think. Got it. We've been trying never to use those food ordering apps. We do sometimes when we want to order Taco Bell. But because if you just call the restaurant, they make a lot more money. So it's not only cheaper for you, but the restaurant, especially in these times where all restaurants are closing, the restaurant itself makes a lot more of the cut if you call them. And I know it's a huge barrier to entry because I don't like to call anyone on the phone. It feels like wading through a river of shame <laughs> to try to, <laughs> to just call someone on the phone. But Matt calls him on the phone and that works out well. Oh, nice. Does he want to do that for us too? Yeah, probably <laughs> not, but he would. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't. I don't mind calling a restaurant on the phone. It's just not as convenient. Yeah, I hear you. Well, today we have Nina, uh, who I want to call Sister Nina. Welcome, Nina. Do you want to uh, introduce yourself to Bad Family? Tell us a little about yourself. Um, My name is Nina. I am Lindsay's roommate. And what else do I say? <laughs> Whatever you like. Um, we I had a whole existential crisis when trying to introduce myself, so take it away. <laughs> um, I'm for, for, I'm really stressed out of this situation. <laughs> so really I can tell you about her. <laughs> okay, Lindsay, yeah, introduce. Um, Nina uh, is a leap day baby. It's her birthday weekend. Kind of. Yeah. Technically, it's her birthday today. Technically, legally. Legally, it's her birthday today. Um, Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. She's seven and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an only child. I'm an only child. I'm a little king. Um, I think those are the important points. I love Thank- that. Well, we are talking about, you know, only children versus huge families today you know and about the concept of family and the families we were born into and the families that we built um but before we get started should we give her the traditional toy of our happy birthday oh my gosh (laughs) well we can't because dad's not on the piano (laughs) should we give just like a a little uh toy of our happy birthday want us to sing her (laughs) the primary happy happy birthday no just i would just thought we would sing the regular happy birthday song with harmony she doesn't want to do that she's literally going please don't (laughs) okay all right all right you know i'll just uh we'll just leave you a little voicemail nina you can expect that later (laughs) okay great i can't wait i love it um well we're so 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 excited to have you today Um, I didn't plan a tell us apart segment, so let's just jump right in. I thought that there would be so much to talk about here, but basically we only had our experience of what it's like to grow up in a giant family. Mm. And so we thought it would be interesting to compare um, or sort of try to shock one another with the differences of what it's like with with differently sized childhood. Please, I would be shocked. Yeah. So we want you, of course, to tell us about what it's like to be an only child. Um, But first, I thought we would I would 
ask if you had ever <laughs> heard of or experienced this. I think one of the most telling things we can say about uh, or short story that I could share that sort of describes what it's like to be a child in a huge family mm-hmm. is the story of Saturday Night Bath Night. <laughs> um, what? So this was this every Saturday would be when we would prepare for the Sabbath day for Sunday by all getting clean. It was like the one day of a week that we would bathe uh-huh. as children. Uh-huh. And so there were between six or eight of us, but I'm- the first one in the bathtub, you know, you would just get that hot bath water and then every and, you know, have uh-huh. your bath and every subsequent subsequent kid. You would not get new bath water. You would just get a little more bath mm-hmm. water <laughs> until you were the last kid. I don't remember that. And we always wanted to be the last kid. Fuck you that. would get like a full tub. Like it's about to go over the side and the water's dirty. But we just loved like the full, full Yeah, water. I don't remember this. Do you remember this, Link? Um, I don't think they did this as much for me because everyone was already older. And I was the only, like, little one left. So I got my own tub and my own tub water. I mean, I remember, I definitely remember Saturday being bath night. But I don't, I remember, like, taking showers. And I also remember taking showers, like, with each other. Like, I would be like, Megan, you're taking your shower with me. (laughs) And I wanted her to, like, play word games with me in the shower. And she was always like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) no thing i think because i was a boy too they didn't make me like take showers with the rest of y'all at least from what i remember oh i definitely remember showering with siblings and even showering with my friends like i think i showered with my best friends until we were like 12 or 13 and like starting to develop and then we were like maybe we should be showering (laughs) i don't think i did that i didn't do that either i took showers with like megan and lauren Well, I showered with, I feel like, siblings, but also my best friends, Molly and Angela. We took showers together for a long time. No, I didn't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. I got my own bath. I'm the little prince. Um, I did take a bath only once so? a week when I was little, but it was my bath. For me. But- that sounds so glorious and luxurious. Not only did we not have our own bathrooms, there was only one bathroom in the house. And I distinctly remember, this is when we lived at grandma's house. So Lincoln, you never lived there. Yeah, we um, moved to our new home um, right when I was born, I think. New home. But at grandma's house, there was literally like, it was a wooden door to the bathroom and there were literally five, you know, fingerprint indents from someone banging on the bathroom door saying like, mm-hmm. let me mm-hmm. in. <laughs> no, we had two bathrooms in our house. So in my room, I had my own room. I had my own bathroom. Um, anywhere my parents weren't was my room. So the whole house is my room. It's Dang. my house. I'm the king. And when you're poor, you're the king. <laughs> yeah, you were a poor king, and we were poor. I don't even know what to call it. We I had my own poor. bed until I was 14. <laughs> sharing. There was a, a lot, lot of sharing. Of so, Nina, talk to us about what you like your memories of childhood, what you thought were the positive things related to being an only child or like what the negative um i hated it i was really lonely i didn't have any friends um (laughs) i did have therapy yesterday so um you guys are gonna get my dumping um better i oh yeah when i was really little i asked my mom for a little brother a lot and she said no um I yeah I and my parents were very strict too so like I couldn't go to other people's houses um so it was just a lot of me being by myself all the time um and I was like not to like get emo on Maine but like I was a very unhappy child too so um 
just a lot of being alone and trying to find a way to escape in my own way. So when I was little, that was reading books. And then when I got older, I had friends on the internet. Not like in a creepy way. They were like other children. But that I mean, you that's know true that I know <laughs> of. Um, but um, I'm still friends with some of them to this day. I follow them on like social. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. I feel like uh, we had we had some opposite problems. I feel like it was very challenging growing up in big families because you never got any privacy. And so it was the opposite problem of like you would want to be alone and there was nowhere you could go. There was no Mm -hmm. space within your physical reach you could go to and not be around another human being. You didn't have your own room. You didn't even have your own bed. (laughs) At times there was no room in the house. No pillow. Even if you were trying to go to the bathroom, someone would be in there, you know, like brushing their teeth or washing their face or taking a shower. There was just <laughs> privacy, which was not a word we understood. It just, it's, it's funny. My dad this. grew up in a big family and he liked to tell me stories about it. And it just and he clearly hated it. So I think that's why he wanted to do the opposite with me. Um, like he told me he likes to tell this story of how when he was a like a teenager he made a ham sandwich and then he like put it on the counter and then he turned around to put away the thing in the fridge and he turned back around and somebody had taken a bite out of his sandwich um (laughs) and like he had been alone the whole time or so he thought um but he tells that story and he tells it to be funny but clearly (laughs) there's so much more going on there um, and he's not very close with his family anymore either, so it's just kind of interesting that he decided, no, one's enough. Or, I don't know if he decided, my mom decided. <laughs> I get that. It's interesting how our childhood mm-hmm. shape us. I think that my parents always thought we would all grow up and, you know, get married and have really big families, similar to... Mm. what they did since my mom was one of seven kids and our dad was one Mm. of 10 kids but for the most part that hasn't happened I think of their eight kids uh, a couple have had big families but for the most part uh, the majority of us are not married and do Mm. not have kids or at least half half in this economy (laughs) my mom is desperate for me to have a baby um would be sounds nice uh i'd have them i'd have a baby would love to would love to um but you know being held back in other arenas yeah (laughs) (laughs) well just start asking your parents if they want you to have a child out of wedlock that pretty quickly shut mom and dad down they don't care i was i was (laughs) conceived in May of 1991 and my parents got married in October of 1991. They don't care about that. They just want a baby. Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> they're 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 chill like that. Then they just want they they sort of it sounds like they want you to replicate their lives, you know, like you'll get pregnant, then you'll get married and then you'll you'll give them the grandbaby Probably. they Which desire. is funny cuz my mom says like don't worry, I'll take care of it. But like she's not in California. <laughs> So, what's the truth? It seems yeah. she, she wants the, you to move home when you get pregnant unexpectedly. Publix. I have to. My mom literally offered to get me a job at Publix. She works. She's a cashier at a grocery store, and she offered to get me a job there. You have options. I have options. You know. I'm wanted across these 50 states. <laughs> well, I have to tell you that one of my very favorite jobs I ever had was when I was in college. I worked as a cashier at this uh, like natural food store called The Good Earth. And they had like a really old cashier system where there was no scanning. You just typed in That's the numbers. Fun. And it was so satisfying. It was just like click, 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 click. Click, click, click. I could have done that for the rest of my life. That does. 
Yeah, I wouldn't um, knock grocery stores. I think working at Trader Joe's was one of the more fun jobs I've ever had. Yeah, I also really like quality control. You know, it's so as like a very type A person, it was super satisfying, just like lining everything up really beautifully. Yeah. Mm. You know, that doesn't sound bad. No, it's very, very, very good. Um, do you feel like Nina being an only child, does it make you I don't know if you want children or not, but let's mm. just like imagine. If you imagine yourself in the future with kids, would you want to replicate your your own, you know, upbringing with just one child from like a parental perspective, considering that you, you know, really disliked it? Or would you like go whole hog and try to create like the next toy of our family with six, you know, eight I've children? I've thought about this a lot. I do want kids. Like that's not something I question. It's more of how many. Um, and I've always wanted to have more than one because I was miserable. But I also think I was miserable because of other reasons and not just because I was alone all the time. Um, and these days I'm thinking about the morality of having more than one kid. Like if I have one kid, then I could spend all my time like training them to be a survivor, and, like winning the water wars, which honestly sounds kind of chill. Um <laughs> So I might do that, but I, it depends. I have I have time. That's what I for my mom. So I have time. It's yeah, fine. I'm fine. Uh. <laughs> I hear that. I feel like um, I clearly don't have children, but I often think as I'm watching mm. these cooking shows, which I started, I just started watching Magnolia Table, which is Joanna Gaines' new cooking show that's only on Discovery Plus. Thank you, Nina. Oh, for you're welcome. Me watch that show. <laughs> but it is so fabulous. And as these people are making these giant casseroles, and it's just like Matt and I here with the cats, I often think about how nice it is to truly just like gather with family. So I think what I would most like if I had kids was just like, Having people to eat with, people to eat the entire casserole, or like I never get to make baked goods because mm. Matt doesn't eat sweets. So like if I make cookies, I'm the only one eating all the cookies, and then the cookies just get stale, and it just really dampens. That's what the it's joy like when the Lindsay process, makes cookies because you know? I don't like sweets. He doesn't like sweets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really dampens the joy when you're trying to like whole hog a dozen cookies on your own it really makes the whole I mean, thing it's funny you, bring up, like, you know like those wooden kitchen signs that say like gather and family like I have no like mm -hmm. concept of that gather to me is my mom yells at me and my dad because she finished making dinner and then I eat it really fast and I go back to my room like that's so I don't like have a concept of like a big family I don't even have like an extended family that I feel like a gather, though, is a feeling. And this sort of touches on the other part of what I wanted to talk about today, which is not necessarily just the families that we were born into, but the mm -hmm. families that we create, whether that be through, you know, getting married and having your own kids or like most meaningfully in my own life. It's been like my ride or dies, my mm -hmm. friendships that I've created, like the family that I've made, not that necessarily the family that I was born into. And I feel like that feeling of home and community, you know, that like really warm holiday feeling of like having a glass of wine around a wooden table with people that you love can be with really easily created with friends. Maybe not easily created. I don't know. Is that not fair to say? Uh, I, I understand what you mean, but I think because my parents like, they also didn't have friends when I was growing up. So I have these, like, really, I have really, like, limited understanding of, like, I like being alone. I like um, not being bothered. So I don't, like, have this concept of, like, I have my friends and um, my close friends and people that I like spending time with. But even something like, you know, it's the family you create. Like, that's, some, that's something that doesn't resonate with me just because I don't have... I know I'm I'm very limited in my um, concept of how to be close to other people. I don't know. I go to therapy, so like, don't 
feel that bad for me but <laughs> um <laughs> yeah I don't know I feel like my baseline is like I love the holidays but I but like I don't love it because like it's about gathering with the people you love I love it just because everybody's happy um so I think about it in like a in a macro sense like I don't think about myself like finding my own family I think about um the world as a whole calming down does that make sense absolutely I think like the holidays are a time of like peace and reflection it's like a time where people who are not naturally or necessarily Mm -hmm. thoughtful enough to be kind are more kind yeah during the holidays and I feel like whether you really Mm -hmm. feel like the feeling of gather like it's that sense of holiday kindness or niceness or like the what a feeling would feel like if if like seeing lights in trees and like yeah. red ribbons were a feeling you know like that's yeah that's gathering that's, in my mind. we're speaking the same language yeah Lindsay Lincoln have you felt like you have you know as adults made family beyond our blood family like does the idea of gathering resonate with you um i feel like i've had that sort of family feeling in friend groups um but i don't think that it has been as like permanent as real family yeah i feel like it's the same thing interesting i feel like in my life it's not easy to create friendships that are as deep and meaningful as family but i think the thing that has gotten me there in my own life is like moments of extreme vulnerability and like seeing each other through hard times like when you are friends with anyone long enough you'll see you know them go through some deep shit And if you are, if you stand by them in those times, you know, if you like live through those traumatic experiences together of losing parents or losing children or illness or divorce and just really, really hard things like that. I feel like it's almost like family through fire, you know, where you just like deeply love people as your family because they've had like that closeness of relationship in your life that's just my experience i have that problem though with friendships where a lot of my friendships don't get to that point of intimacy where you're like sharing all these vulnerable things like my mother passed away or um something like that um so i think it's just difficult to create this sense of family and togetherness when it isn't uh, that easy to be vulnerable with people or if people don't like choose you to be the person that they want to um, like be vulnerable with Mm. that's not really my issue or I don't know I don't feel like I have that big of a problem being vulnerable with my friends but I am also just like coming off of ending a very big long friendship so (laughs) I'm not really in a place where I'm gonna be like all my friends are the same as family I have very close friends a lot um, (laughs) you guys can't get rid of me that's true yeah I don't have that sense of like you guys can't get rid like I could get rid of all of you yeah (laughs) I'm not going to, but, like, I could. It would be, like, fine, kind of. Um, I don't have a sense of, like, permanence. I I have my parents, but uh, that's different. So, I I can't, like, maybe that's why I can't conceptualize, like, having friends that are as close as family, because the only family I have are my parents, who I very purposely, like, don't tell them about things in my life it's also 
different kind of closeness. Like, I mean, I don't talk to you guys every day about everything, which I do now with Nina because she's the only person I've seen. Yeah. Like, she talks about everything, every fart going behind. I know all because this is it. I'm never going outside. I can't go outside. So that's like a different kind of closeness. But I wouldn't call it the same like my familial relationships. Well, I feel like not until recently, you know, maybe in the last year or two, have we really worked to get to know one another as people. So it's like our family love was always there and already existed. But it was based on blood and like laughter and similar humor but I wouldn't say that we really knew about one another's lives or what we had been through or what we really experienced as humans in the well, world yeah, as adults more recently like we all have the same foundational childhood or you know very similar childhood experiences well I don't mean to preach my friend Patrick said that in our last episode when we were talking about money it was very clear that I was like the big sister like big sistering everyone you know like being like don't do that you know but I would say that um I think for me one of the most valuable things in my entire life has been like the uncomfortable stuff where if I had if I pushed myself to be more vulnerable and like connect with people in a deeper way, even though that is really emotionally challenging, I feel like those connections are probably some of the best and most meaningful things that I've done in my entire life. Like the relationships matter to me. That's why I think people love their kids so much. I don't really know what that's like because I don't have kids. You know, but I feel like people feel that gather feeling with their own yeah, children. I'm sure. Lincoln, you got to call up your friends and be like, I've got something to tell you. <laughs> Here's all the hot goss that's ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> okay, Lincoln, you're calling up your friend who you never you know had what? Get him on the line right now. With before. <laughs> And you want to share and you want to share some like vulnerable experience or moment or, you know, thoughts to sort of break the ice and take the friendship like one step farther. What do you say? What do you say? That's a good question. It's sort of hard to like, I can understand if you're like going out for drinks or something and then you're both like sharing these things that have happened to you because you're going through a hard time but if you're just like chatting i don't really know how to get to that place of like emotional vulnerability or like i don't always want to take the lead there either like it's it's typically easier if someone else starts although i know that's a cop-out No, I get it. I mean, I was the one who said last week, I wish people wouldn't ask me who I am. It's just like too much. Yeah. <laughs> or how I am, not who I am. So I get that. I don't know. I guess at the heart of it, I'm just wishing you all like really deep emotional relationships. You know, like if we did the same episode again in a year, I wish you, you know, you would all have these like beautiful, bright stories about the family that you have. See, I feel like I have that though with my partner, but like in friend groups, it's harder to get there for me. I get it. It's not easy. I think I've been really lucky, but it's not necessarily easy. To get there. This is why I'm not dating anyone and I'm instead having an emotional affair. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Let's cut that out. Let's cut that out. <laughs> having a what still somebody's boyfriend. Yeah. It it'll probably work, or maybe not. Who can ever
have you have you no, heard should that I send song that taken song? by Muna? No, I think you should listen to that song. It's really good. It's about this girl who wants to date this boy, and the reason she wants him is because he's taken. Well, send up the song. I'm an emotional terrorist. I think this is why I like turned out to be an emotional terrorist. I have no close family ties. I can really do anything I want, and there will be no consequences because my parents don't know how to use the internet. Wow. You guys. Wow, that sounds really nice. Instead, our dad is like, but he doesn't really know how to use them. He's on Cora, but he doesn't know what it means. I'm not sure how much he even comments on message boards anymore, but historically, that pattern is real. So, what do you guys want to talk about related to family now? Or Or you can ask me to reveal my secrets. I hope. Yeah, reveal your only child secrets. Did you, like, hide things or, like, devious, sneaky things from your parents? Oh, Tell us okay. all the secrets of um, only child. When I was a little kid, um, like, around seven-ish, I had to start um, staying home alone after school. Like, I would come home to an empty house. Um, and, like, my parents didn't trust. Again, they're fucking nuts. Like, they didn't trust a babysitter or anything. Um, so I would just have to watch myself. Um, so I would like come home, make a hot pocket. Again, I'm literally seven. Um, so and then I like go upstairs. I'm not allowed to watch TV here. I was gonna watch TV. So um, what I did was I would turn on the TV. I would make a note of what channel it was on, and then garage door open. I would go back. That channel and nobody ever noticed or maybe they didn't say anything but nobody ever noticed. they didn't check to see that the tv was and that's where i understood that that she'd go would back go to the back original channel. channel i would like they would like have left it on like fox news so i like turn on the tv it's on fox news because the last thing they watched was news last night and then, so after school, I would come home on seven. I like go put it on like Nicktoons for like three hours until people come home. And then when I hear the garage door open, I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta like pretend I've been, you know, doing stuff. Um, so I turned it back on to Fox News, turned the TV off so they wouldn't know I had been watching TV. Um, and then I would lie. So I turned into a really good liar. Yes. I feel like I did that. Fascinating. Nobody, like, there was never a threat of like anybody telling on me because I could do whatever I wanted. Um, and I, I like had to stay home alone a lot. So it was like I was just sort of chilled with my homies and my homie was myself. I had to myself. I get you had to entertain yourself forever. I am very good at entertaining myself now. I remember trying to be sneaky, like doing a similar thing. Like in the shower, I would want to use like Jamie's mm. razor or something, someone else's razor. <laughs> and I would use it and try to put it back in the exact same position, but then not really remember exactly where it was. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Where you're like, damn, I, was... I don't remember like exactly the positioning of the shampoo I or the razor. Or the Honestly, I did that in college a lot. Like I would run out of toothpaste and I would just use somebody else's toothpaste. <laughs> I did that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was like. Um, What are other things? Oh, I did. I was a dancer when I was a little. Like, I did competitive dance. Um, Very dance moms. It was not good in hindsight. But my mom was looking for, like, American stuff for me to, like, do. Um, And we went to competitions a lot. Um, And it was a lot of, like, I was getting ready and my dad just kind of, like, sleeping in the car. And my mom getting me ready and like throwing me on stage. Um, and I just did, I did that for longer than I wanted to just because like I wanted something to do. Like that's just kind of like the only thing I had going on. Oh, I get that. I feel like I wished that 
I had like started gymnastics really young or been in like soccer programs or whatnot, but we, we, I'm surprised at all we were able to do with the number of kids that we had, like we were able to do school sports at school, but with school sports and with church activities, like we were maximum activities i honestly don't know how our parents survived us doing everything that we did i actually thought that i started sports like really late in life because i remember when i when i started joining sports teams in high school everybody else had been playing since they were like three or four it was incredible yeah i got to i got to play some middle school Uh, sports i did not play sports at all Oh. Well, dance is a sport. I was a fucking. Some people dance is a sport. <laughs> Some people. <laughs> Not what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it takes a lot of athleticism and like natural yeah, ability. Yeah, I didn't do sports until high school, mm-hmm. and I was not very good. Yeah, but you were. But okay. I was a jock. I had the spirit of a jock. I just not the um, ability. Yeah, the athleticism. <laughs> I get that. Did I ever tell you that one of no. my names in high school was Sportney? Isn't that really funny? Because funny. I'm not like, it's like a dream athlete. Like a wow. humble brag you just did. You're like, did you know I was hot in high school? <laughs> <laughs> no I wasn't and I wasn't good at sports but do you see how Courtney can, and Sportney do you see how it's like a pun there <laughs> I'm with you yeah I wasn't hot in high school either so uh, well I, I don't know why anyone would have wanted to be hot in high school mm-hmm. why, why peak early yeah I guess at least I don't have to go back my schools didn't have windows. Oh yeah, my high school yeah, didn't have no windows. One goes I back. recently showed Lindsay a photo on Google Earth. I was shocked. She was. What did say? Safety. Was that for safety? Like no windows? Like why Jehovah's Witnesses worship centers don't have windows? It's like for safety um, because people no, kept. No. Yes and no. It was like yes because when my school was built, it was a very rural area. Um, and tor- there are a lot of tornadoes, so that was probably part of the reason. But also, they treat uh, children like prisoners, so it was just a very bad public school. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah. Like if there's no windows, it was one story, no window. windows. So <laughs> it's, they built it like a prison. I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, Nina, I've been thinking now that your sister, Nina, you know, not that you want to be part of the bad family, but if you do, you're in. Good you know, luck. you said you could get rid of us, but yeah. um, I think maybe not. Maybe, you, you could maybe try. <laughs> it might be too late. I've only seen Lindsay's face for a year. A full calendar year. Well, try and kick her out because she's just going to move with you the rest of your life, wherever you go, when you have that. She said she would take care of a baby. Like, if I had a baby for drama, Lindsay would take care of it. (laughs) If you bankroll that, I will. I will do it. Yeah. I'll work. I don't care. I'll have the baby. I'll I'll watch the baby. I don't have a baby. It would be dramatic (laughs) and someone else would take care of it. That sounds freaking awesome to me. It would be really dramatic. Yeah. I get that though. I feel like the worst part of committing to having a child is like how scary uh, it sounds to have to take care of that child forever. Yeah, I see that. That seems like the awesome part to me. I get to have like a little person I get to control for a long time. <laughs> hmm. You've already got a great attitude about it. Yeah, I'm gonna be a really healthy parent. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be good. I'm sure you will be. Um, I just have I think I have fear around it, but I'm probably the closest to being there of all of us. Unless Lincoln, are you in uh never mind, too personal. <laughs> let's just yeah, let's, let's move, move on. on. <laughs>
Uh, so, I don't know. I am fascinated to hear about your experience being an only child. I know my boyfriend Matt's also an only child, but he's never shared that he has negative or positive feelings about it. He just sort of never knew any different, you know? I know one thing that was weird for him is that he doesn't have any experience around babies because when you don't, you're not, when you don't have siblings, you really haven't been around babies very much. So he finds babies very, I think, scary or challenging. You know what I mean? Like he's the person if he were handed, I think he's getting better because his best friend now has a little girl, but a few years ago, like he would have been the person if like someone handed him a baby, it would be like you know, the most uncomfortable. The scenario. other day said the same thing. He was like, I mean, I've never exist. changed a diaper. I could figure it out, but I never have. I never did until I like babysat that baby last year and I changed his diaper. Just like, yeah, I never like, I wasn't like a baby, so I never had time on babies, but I do love babies. I wouldn't like be frozen in fear if somebody a baby i think that's the difference yeah um was your friend a man too Lindsay? yeah yeah so i think i'm just generally comfortable around babies as an adult baby. Uh, <laughs> as an adult baby as an adult baby I, i'm very comfortable around I <laughs> but like, like I, I never get to be the one to like take care of it because it's always someone else's baby mm-hmm. um maybe that's why i can play with I get that. Well, do you feel like, Nina, do you feel like um, people are always saying like school is good Mm -hmm. for kids because there's a lot of socialization and that's like where young children learn to share or to communicate or blah, blah, blah. Do you feel like you learned those things in school or do you feel like you were inhibited by not having siblings Uh, to sort of like figure that stuff out with? Yeah, I think... I was inhibited. I, I am like not very good at shooting still. Um, and just like having someone be in my business all the time. Um. We're going to fight. <laughs> yeah, has it been hard having Lindsay as a roommate? Just like not having your own space or like her constant singing? <laughs> It's, it's fine. It's no, I think it's nice. I don't think I should be someone who lives alone because I was such a depressed little kid. Um, like, I'm not interested really in ever living alone. Like, it's going to be Lindsay and I'm going to get married um, in 30 years. Uh, I'm not, I think it's better for me to live with a person. Mm-hmm. I get that. I think humans at heart are social creatures, even like introverts. You know, there's still something. I feel like we all long for understanding and connection, even if we don't always want to be around people. You know, even like as an adult, I deeply value my privacy, but and my alone time. But still, there is like, I guess I want to go back to that feeling of like gather. There's like something unspeakably sweet about being silent in a room with someone else and you're both working on your own thing. Like this morning, Matt and I woke up and we were both just looking at our phones in bed. And I was like, this is such a nice moment. Isn't it just so great being together? And like, we're not talking. We're both just on our phones, laying in bed before Mm -hmm. we got up. But I was like, this is nice. Yeah, I think it's good for me to not always be alone. Anyway. So I've made progress. Well, I love that. I mm-hmm. feel like this was eye-opening, just sort of understanding someone mm-hmm. else's childhood experience. Um, I think I probably would have felt very similar. Like at times, really awesome having all of that freedom, and at times, yeah. And really also think about it like. My board, parents have probably. no other shots. So, like, I gotta, like, do something big. Maybe that's why. Oh, you feel yeah, pressure. Yeah, it's pressure in that way. And also, like, I have to take care of them. And maybe that's why I love drama. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. No, it's because my mom's dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our mom's very, well, she's pretty low drama. Oh, my mom is a messy bitch. Lives her drama. 
She says she doesn't, but like she does. <laughs> yeah, I get that. That feels like a lot of pressure. I feel like at least having being one of eight kids, like knowing we have to take care of our parents. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. less like I split eight ways. But yeah. With Matt, his parents I too. He's we, you know, make all the money and buy a house. Oh, wait, <laughs> We're gonna buy a freaking house. Um, yeah, but also my parents have kind of accepted that I'm gonna do whatever I want. Um, so they're not holding their breath for me or anything. Like it's not an active pressure, except for the when are you gonna have a baby? Um, but which I do think it's interesting that, that my mom stopped asking when are you gonna get married and just said when are you gonna have a baby <laughs> yeah that is funny. she said okay that's not gonna happen what can we do <laughs> well, i think our parents have sort of realized that divide as well because once dad was like kids these days they don't get married they just have babies they just start families you know he was just like people anymore they don't get married i don't get it but like the kids are likely to just have families i kind of don't married. care about marriage as much um yeah it's just the baby baby's the chill it was cool part that baby's gonna be so freaking cool yeah i'm not gonna have a choice i'm gonna have a hype baby <laughs> 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 All right, I'm excited for that to happen. Uh, yeah. We've already got a really good name picked out, Barack Illuminati. You can take that. Yeah. <laughs> write that down, Barack. Just so you know, I'm writing that down. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to meet our newest Either. member of Dad Family. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be amazing. Um, did you feel? I feel like maybe I, I associate a higher amount of pressure to, you know, not wanting to disappoint our parents to Mormonism. But did you feel just, you know, not growing up in Mormonism? Do you just feel like it exists between parents and children where there's like this fear of disappointing them and like living your own yeah. life when you just sort of um, want to make your parents happy? I had a lot when I was little. It's part of why I was happy. Um, I had a lot of pressure because I was a very smart little kid. I was like the smart one in class. Um, so I felt a lot of pressure to live up to that and it took me a long time to allow myself to allow myself compassion and like not having to be a certain way all the time. I think, yeah, I think that happens with eh, not every, but most parent child relationships, um, where the parent very clearly wants the best but doesn't know how to express that in a way that's not hurting control for the kid yeah yeah like not Mm -hmm. trying to get them to go a certain Mm -hmm. way that makes the most sense for them to them i think so i think that exists with everyone and I get that. I think that it's something we all will all probably keep in mind. I don't know how to raise a child, but when Barack Illuminati gets here, Mm -hmm. you know, we want (laughs) to do the best job we can do. (laughs) Just letting them be free. Oh, Rocky. Lincoln was our cat Rocky when we were kids. (laughs) No, Rocky. He was determined. He loved that name. Lincoln wanted to be called Rocky. Yeah, as a kid. He wished his name was Rocky. Did they call you Rocky? He said, can you guys call me Rocky? They did not. <laughs> but that's why, like, I used to play a lot of Pokemon games as a kid, and I would name my character Rocky. I love that. Well, I remember I wanted my name to be Summer. I remember pretending Whoa. to be 11. So old, 11. Oh, and I wanted my name to be man. Summer. This hot older woman named Summer. <laughs> 
Yeah, 11 years old. I'd be an 11 year old named Summer right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's me, true. That yeah. like the first level of hell. Uh, no, I don't remember a lot of my childhood. Maybe that's the trauma. I don't know. I try not to think about it too much. Uh, I I experienced that same thing. I we had a good childhood, but still, like it can be hard for me to look back. Just yeah. like remembering things. Do you ever feel like anxiety? remembering things like if I'm just like remembering in my life I just Mm -hmm. I'm like I don't want to think about that let's just move forward only yeah a lot of like anxiety around memories and just yeah I try to just move on (laughs) I hate it it's so hard to be a human in this world so much really hard it's so hard even when you when you're from Loving parents, you know, in good families, it's just still so hard to be a human in this world. So I think we've learned a whole lot this episode. Um, Before we wrap up, does anyone want to uh, share any last insights or, you know, set any intentions related to family or future family? Or do they want for does anybody want more secrets from me? Oh my god. Oh yeah, What's share more secrets. She knows all my secrets oh, no. right now. Oh my gosh. Um from your childhood? Or I now. Don't know. From now. Uh you know me better than I know myself. I know. I you see me every day. I head. don't look in a mirror all day, so I don't <laughs> see me. I know. I don't know what I look like anymore. I only know what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you imagine self, we- you imagine each other. That's family. I no longer perceive myself. Family. I can only perceive Lindsay. Aw, see, that's family. Oh, that's yeah, I'm going to buy us a little kitchen together. sign. <laughs> that's the intention you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Guys, that's a sisterhood so right I know there. Sisterhood. Oh, there. <laughs> There's the secret. I was in a sorority. Wait, tell us the name of your sorority. No, <laughs> Called the secret. Well, oh, that the is secret. It doesn't have any even, even great the secret you were asking for. I was in um, a story that will remain unnamed, but I will tell you when we had the the initiation ritual, they made us put on all these weird white robes, and <laughs> it seems similar. Oh, that I've sounds like our temple videos. ceremony, actually. Um, <laughs> and you like have to tie it with a certain color. T- I think and then like everybody is like same same uh, <laughs> singing a song and then like you and the other new people like go, go in a circle and like there's like a little ribbon in the middle and you'll hold on to it at the piece of ribbon it was weird that sounds weird it was weird and I didn't like it sounds sort of like the maple <laughs> sort of like uh, I don't mm-hmm. want to bring this up in traumatizing I like, love I did it like Midsommar. Great. Yeah. Everyone knows that I hate that movie. <laughs> Incredible film. You're wrong for this one, Rocky. <laughs> yeah, Rocky, Rocky my was heart a sweet, is willing to sweet speak little guy. Rocky. Yeah. The little brother that never Rocky was. Rocky still is. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rocky. All right, fam. This has been really great. Please, Please. it was so so so, so, so great like. having I'm you. Literally like you back sometimes. <laughs> when she's recording anyway, so I'm always here. Perfect. You're gonna be looped into some super speaking episodes Wait. we haven't planned yet in future. <laughs> Some topics yet to be discovered. Stay tuned, Bad Family. But anyway, from your uh, 
sister Courtney, brother Rocky, sister Nina, Bye. sister Lindsay. Bye, fam. Take care, y'all. Thanks for listening. Smell you later.